0: Three, two... The producer hand means silence on the set, Ryan. Um, um. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, mining, fixing, breaking,
1: reviewing, playing podcast. That's right, Steve. On this episode, we're going to talk about Wood! Trevor Smith asks, will the cost of lumber equate to higher prices on guitars? Inflation concerns? Buy more guitars now or later? Do you know about the wood thing, Steve? I don't. What is this? Is the price of wood going up? The price of wood is going up almost as much as gas is rare these days, apparently. Well, wood is a problem. I think Cal- gas is a problem. I think California gas is fine. I, yeah, I've got plenty of gas. <laughs> Dude, I got a
0: bag of... Uh, of uh, like hot beans, I'm afraid to make them. Cause usually when I make them, it's, it's a rough week for, I, for know, we everyone had, else. I'm we had fine. N- we
1: had Mexican for dinner and I did hit the, the refried beans pretty hard. So yeah, gas will not be a problem around here, but this, this, you know, besides flatulence, uh, yeah, there's a lumber issue right now. Um, I went to home Depot a week or so ago mm-hmm. and two by fours that normally would have been like two and a half bucks. Yeah, we're like seven or eight bucks. Oh dang! Apparently, it's a huge problem right now. Like construction lumber, two by fours, you know, uh, you know, plywood sheets and stuff like that. You never want wood to be a huge problem. (laughs) Well, you want it to be huge, but you still want it to be a problem. Um, These are penis jokes that we're making. I'm sorry. At least for once, like the I'd say that we're classier than this, but that's not true. The cost of like housing in california is justified the actual cost of materials is skyrocketing well it sounds like there's a lot of home construction going on and there was already like a supply chain issue or something Mm. and so all these construction companies were like we're not going to buy at those prices right now because that's crazy we're going to wait until prices go down and then they waited a few months and it's like prices have still gone up more and like oh shoot we have to build these houses we have to build these buildings we can't wait anymore i guess we're just going to make more expensive houses and buildings so it's like and you know everyone's just jumping in and being like well we have to do this made it even worse Mm -hmm. because everyone was holding off and then everyone jumped in at the same time so does that does the price of construction lumber affect the price of guitar wood though probably in the long term it does but, but I think
0: that's an effect. That it's y-
1: different wood,
0: though. Would like, it, is
1: it all wood? I don't know. I I was under the impression that it's just construction material wood, which is just you know pine. It's just Douglas fir and stuff, right? I just redwood, but like you made well, yeah you pine can make and ch- redwood, and like you're the, it's not the woods that typically you're building guitars out of. I don't think the woods that guitars are built out of are gonna be affected by this. I could be totally wrong. Like maybe there's other supply chain issues going on. But uh well, I, I found the
0: best site to know about why wood <laughs> is so expensive. It's desert news. Desert.com.
1: That's where I go if for all my news.
0: Desert any, news. If anyone com. would know about wood and the cost of it, it's the Mormons. <laughs>
1: What would the what would the Mormons say about lumber? Is what That's I. That's what I'm learning about. This article's too long. Yeah, Steve, we don't actually have to know. We don't actually have to. Have information. Oh dang. This is for speculation per, purposes only. Per
0: one thousand board feet went from three hundred forty three dollars to one thousand six hundred thirty five dollars wow. in a year. Forget
1: GameStop, guys. We should have bought lumber. Lumber, guys. Invest in lumber. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> We're at peak lumber. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's had me rethinking projects around the house. Like We've thought, like, oh, it would be nice to replace the fence for a few years. I'm like, I'm never replacing that fence <laughs> now. Hell no, that fence can rot to the ground. I don't need a fence. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It, d-
0: it does make it sound like building materials in general. So I guess you're probably not building your home out of like maple or basswood or you know what what you know the price could increase on where you would see this hit or you would is, see uh, it is uh is uh in amplifiers and cabinets
1: those, oh those yeah for uh baltic birch all and that, stuff like that
0: yeah all, your baltic plies yeah um all that stuff
1: so stock up on four by 12 cabs now. Yeah. Go buy that Marshall cab. You've been thinking about Trevor,
0: Trevor wanted to know if you should buy more guitars now or later, but you should go out. Everyone should be going out and buying as many crate four by 12s as you can.
1: The stripping off the Tolex and then driving by hold your on, local construction site and being like, Hey, who wants to buy wood? So, I mean, you, you, we talked about this
0: on, on your, uh, after your all amps episode, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you want to grab that, that crate two by 12. That's like MDF though, right? Except for the back well, panel that you put on there.
0: This cab is garbage MDF, but this right here, that's high quality Baltic ply guys. This is like, it's only got one hole in it. This is like a dollar's worth of Baltic ply. Construction well, boys hit it, up Steve. It, he will sell you this. Seat. It was a dollar's worth. Now it's like $4
1: worth. <sighs> You're in the money now. I mean, I think for most consumers, for the projects that I do around the house, a two-by-four going from two and a half bucks up to eight bucks or whatever isn't going to ruin my life. But if you're building yeah. structures, like there's all sorts of construction things going on around San Diego. If you're building structures, like that adds up yeah. really freaking quick. The, the, the sad thing when you were like, the price of a two-by-four has gone from this to that. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> what am I gonna do with a two by four? <laughs> you're gonna build a guitar out of it, Steve. You're gonna buy one two by four and you're gonna make a guitar out of it. That's, I mean,
0: maybe uh, Eastwood is gonna have problems manufacturing those, uh, those uh, uh,
1: Devo guitars. <laughs> now, hypothetically, hypothetically, if this there is some sort of supply chain issue here that affects all wood, mm-hmm. everybody's wood, um, <laughs> could. Could you see um, (laughs) I'll be more worried when wood starts shrinking is what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hey, wood can't get bigger forever. Could you see this being something that causes a push for alternative materials in guitars? Well,
0: so that's what I was thinking about is, you know, there's been a movement by certain manufacturers to use uh, rich light for fretboards, could mm-hmm. you make other things out of rich light? Or would I don't it be see too, why not. Would it be too heavy? I don't know if, if how rich light compares. In it's weight. supposed to
1: be really strong. Like if you made like a Dan Electro style construction out of rich light, I'm sure it would be just fine. Like it's mo- where it's mostly hollow. If you build a Dan Electro
0: out of rich light, you got to send it to Phoebe Bridgers and see if she can smash it because she because hey, she smashed that other one. Pretty car- good. Carbon fiber guitars. There you go. Make them out of plastic. Recycle all of your old uh, soda <laughs> bottles and build a guitar. Aluminum guitars. Also recycle. Recycle all,
1: all your beer cans and your soda cans. Glass guitars. Glass guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Got some really good idea. newspaper guitars. Paper paper mache guitars. Paper mache guitars is where well that's just rich light again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What if you make a guitar out of something that's alive, like a like bone? Like bone are guitars? B- are bones alive, Ryan? How do they think? How do you think they get in your body, Steve? You are a biologist scientist. I'm pretty sure bones are alive.
0: You're. I'm pretty pretty sure when you make something out of a bone, hopefully it's
1: not alive. Okay. Well, I'm saying that it used to be alive. Oh, okay. But what if you could? What if you could genetically engineer a guitar made out of bone that you grow in a in a tank? Like you, like genetically, it's a guitar and it grows and is made out of I bone. I feel like
0: there's probably some big bioethical concerns with that. It's not people
1: DNA. It's like it's just bone. Whose ca- bone is it? It's cow DNA or something.
0: Oh man. Oh, I'm not gonna make that joke. That joke's too dumb.
1: Bovine, bone vine. Like oh, there's something vine. there. There's a marketing term there. Uh, like everyone wants their nut made out of bone. Why not make the whole guitar out of bone? How much bones are bones are hollow-ish. Yeah, could be. Could but what I'm be saying you gr- you grow it genetically. This is a science right. experiment. You right. you clone the bone to grow into a guitar. You get a bone clone. <laughs> yeah, and you t- and it grows into a guitar. Uh huh. And it's it's designed genetically to be hollow inside. And you have to get into the genetic code to, to decide whether or not it's going to be a or, or single coil. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just get some, get yourself some stem cells and program it for bone. Yeah. This is a great idea. So this, that, is a, this is the future. Like everyone's get that bone tone where everyone's worried about like, oh, CRISPR can be used to eliminate all of these hereditary diseases, or it can be used to create super soldiers, what will bioethicists do? And Ryan's sitting over here going, like, could we use CRISPR to, to grow make guitars guitar?
1: out of bones? <laughs> now, the guitar's got bones. It's got a skeleton because we've grown it. What if we do decide? Is it just one bone or is what it what if we
0: f- full skeleton? What if
1: we decide we do want a living guitar and we genetically engineer something to be a living organism that functions as a guitar. It's got skin, it's got organs, it's got blood. Well, it's alive. You, you have to feed this guitar. As soon
0: as you stretch skin over your guitar skeleton, isn't it no longer a guitar? It's a banjo because it's got <laughs> skin stretched over it. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. Yeah, it, obviously I'm being ridiculous right now, um, but I I don't know. I think alter, if if wood really did become luxury level expensive, mm-hmm. I mean already we're using you know like all these fancy woods and guitars that I'm sure are cheap. Bingo. But Purple like art. if normal everyday wood becomes expensive, yeah, you know that that you know your flamed maples and stuff are going to be extra expensive. I don't see any reason why we can't start seeing more alternative materials being used. Like I wouldn't mind. Do you think what so do you think guitars
0: are just made out of wood primarily because it's the cheapest readily available material?
1: I think it's a cheap material that's readily available and easy enough to work with. Mm. I think that the, the Mm. fact that everyone knows how to work with it and we've got all this machinery that knows how to work with it. I think that's a huge factor. Like the CNC machine knows what to do with wood and it knows it can cut through it. But I, you know, we've got to have all sorts of other materials that can be handled the same way. How
0: soft of like, how soft of a plastic do you think you could make a guitar out of? There's all kinds of plastics out there. And still, you know, yeah, right. So it's like, could you just three, like, here's what I want to know. Has anybody 3d printed a guitar? Oh, sure. And like they've been like, oh yeah, this is cool, and or maybe they 3D print the body, and then they, I guess the problem is is that's probably that wood is probably too soft to sand. But I, I'm thinking that. So what I was thinking with the plastic thing is maybe more about like using, um, like vacuum mold it. Yeah, like use a mold, and then and then once you have your mold, um, if it's dense enough that you can like drill into it, then you're you're double good. Or you just mold it where you don't really need to drill
1: into it except for the things you're mounting to it. And if you and then you paint it. Well, here's the thing. If you make it out of the right kind of plastic, you don't need to paint it at all. You just injection mold the color that you want. Yeah, but and I want, as a, as I want a,
0: that glossy finish.
1: It can be you, mm. whatever this fantasy material can be a material that can be polished glossy. Tell me about your fantasy wood, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> my fantasy wood is plastic. Apparently, that's what, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm open to future possibilities. I do like my wood guitars, and when you know wood becomes exceptionally rare, I will sell them to you guys for millions of dollars, and I will go buy the plastic guitars. <laughs> I'd actually be very curious to try a guitar that was made out of like milk carton plastic or something like that or like re- just resin you could just what?
0: well resin guitars are already a thing do you think anyone's ever thought about making a guitar out of like other wood sources like, I don't, like pencils or colored pencils
1: <laughs> shut up what if they made them out of candy like jawbreakers? live oak could you make a guitar out of like live woods only if you uh, commit to pouring a neon blue resin river down the middle of it then you can make a guitar out of live edge wood. Yeah.
0: You should make a, you should make a guitar out of all of these FedEx boxes you've got back here.
1: <laughs> there was a, vi- you know, there was that video where someone made a guitar out of a uh, plasticized cardboard and it did look, it looked fine, but it was mostly a gimmick, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, I, I think this is an interesting mental challenge. I, I'd, I'd love to know what people think. Like, what unconventional material do you think a guitar could be made out of and have it be, you know, obviously you can make it out of anything and it would be structurally sound. Here's what it I... could be cosmetically sound. Like there's got to be materials though that could, in theory, be attractive tonally mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm ergonomically, as far as weight goes, as far as how the resonance feels against your body and stuff. And I know there's already like composite materials out there that people are using and aluminums and stuff like that. But I want to hear about new stuff. Here's my guarantee. Steve's guarantee. Here it comes. Somewhere there's somebody
0: who is cruising guitar fetish, the clearance section at guitar fetish. And they're like, man, all of these bodies are like 10 or $20 a piece. I'm going to buy like 50 of them. This is a good investment.
1: Yeah, because someday wood is going to be all over, and you're going to be paying a premium to get those wood bodies again. Yep, any any yep, kind of any wood, wood. Plywood, particle board. If it grew in a tree at some point, now you're rich. I planted a particle like, board tree in my yard last week. <laughs> what about a cork guitar made completely out of cork? And then you could stick pushpins into it. all right you want to hit this first ad yeah let's do it uh which one was it again oh the pink base six this is an anderton's and uh chicago music exchange exclusive apparently with squire how did they get two i don't know maybe they joined forces maybe Mm. this is like them gearing up to um be owned by the same company maybe they're they're flirting with each other think
0: chicago music exchange would own anderton's or anderton's would own
1: I think Etsy CME. would own them both. <laughs> does, no, Etsy, I, my, does Etsy own CME or just Reverb? Just Reverb. Okay. But I could see I could see both outfits courting some sort of investment dollar to be like, yeah, we'll sell. Yeah, mm-hmm. come buy us. Like if if Etsy's happy with Reverb, then there's probably some other investment company out there that's looking at you know the parent company. Not to mention having a European branch like Andertons. Like, we are completely, this is 100% speculation right now. We know nothing. We're just speculating based on the fact that they both have this limited run color, apparently, of a Squire Classic Vibe Base 6 in shell pink with matching head cap and three-ply parchment pick guard. Uh, a few people on the Facebook group have been trying to peer pressure me into buying one of these. Mm-hmm. It's five twenty nine. Yep. Uh, which isn't ridiculous. I think that the standard finish of these is like 450 or something, isn't it? Of a of a, of a base 6. Is it? I, I,
0: did they, I don't even think I realized they were currently making these. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've, I've tried them a couple times, and they're fun every time I try a base, a base 6, but I've never been like, oh, my gosh, I have to have one of these. And honestly... $4.99. Oh, it is $4.99. So it's only $30 more for the yep. pink. I'm still kind of on the fence with my pink Cyclone, feeling like it's too close to my own skin to- color. It's in a bag oh, over yeah, here. because you played it? Yeah, I played it this past Sunday.
0: That was the joke. Oh, my gosh. I did not put that together. <laughs> Somebody commented on your Instagram like, oh, that's a really great picture of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that must be what they made.
1: right because it's the same color as yeah. my sickly um, pink skin i
0: like i like this i thought about i thought about super rich receiving this and just being <laughs> buying like, it and destroying it no well i mean just being like yeah whatever right um, 530 bucks sure i let's don't do it. play
1: bass I don't, but i do play baritone and you can string these to be baritone you could just play this like a super thick boy baritone. Also they're not shipping till December or something stupid like that. Oh really? So it's like if i bought this now it would be like a surprise christmas present that would show up maybe
0: if my my option call on amc really takes off next week i'll uh, i'll go in on
1: one of these. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that doge coin to take off oh, to the moon. Man. I'm so
0: i can <sighs> i'm so dis- disappointed disappointed that not to not to get too far off the rails. Did did you watch the any of the Elon Musk on SNL?
1: No, I don't care to. <sighs> I don't first of all, I don't care about SNL like at all. I'm no, sorry, SNL. And you don't boys. care about Elon Musk. I don't really care about Elon Musk either. Basically they just asked
0: him like, hey, uh, explain this cryptocurrency thing. And he's like, Well, you know, it's like digital currency. And they're like, Yeah, but what is it? And he's like, you know, it's like money, but it's on the internet. Like basically it's all like half-assed Right, but the one thing he did say, which is true, is Michael Che pulled out a dollar bill and he's like, "But how does it compare to this?" And he's like, "He's like, oh, it might be more real than that," <laughs> which is true because tomorrow the U.S. government could be like, "Your dollar's worthless," and right, we just have to deal with it. Yeah, and that's been your money minute with sixty cycle
1: hum. That's all currency forever and ever. Like, yeah, well, not not back when we were on the gold standard. Even then, like gold, like. Gold is worth something because everyone agrees that it's worth something.
0: Um, But going back to this guitar, I think it looks cool. But I also think the idea that it's exclusive in a color that like kind of already
1: exists pretty commonly. This is going to sound weird. What? If I was black... I can I can you feel should, you this is I can tiring. feel you wanting to stop the podcast right now. If I was black, I would buy this right away. Like I wouldn't have trouble buying a pink guitar. It is purely because of my own personal skin tone.
0: Why could why, why couldn't you just be like if I wasn't pink <laughs>
1: any other skin tone. If I was well, a, I think the contrast would be a lot of fun. Like I think I think the guitar would really you pop. You
0: could have just gone with. If
1: I was a normal white person. <laughs> if I wasn't a pasty freak. If I was Italian. If I wasn't a pasty freak, I think I would be more into this. Like, it was already a huge gamble for me to get the Cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> if I was black, though, I would get this. Jeez. Don't, ca- don't cancel me. I mean it. Jeez. I mean it in, like,. In, well, how do I mean it? You know that I'm not be, being awful, guys, right? Hey, hey, I'm not racist. I'm not, It's not racist. It's just really awkward. It's very awkward. It's very cringy, <gasps> what I just said. <laughs> very uncomfortable. But thinking in terms of like how this guitar would, would connect and contrast with my own skin tone... Makes me think that way. Like right. if I had a completely if, different skin tone, Um See, I why think did I would you be, just say that? I think it would be because it was more fun to say if I was black and feel you cringe. Okay, all so I can next say to is if you're gonna do if if
0: this reality was a reality, which it's not, but if it was, you would be you would have to form a black pink cover band. That's it. A black black pink cover band. What is black pink? Black pink is a is a band. I don't the, know about that. It's them. like J-pop. Oh, okay. It's a J-pop thing. You wouldn't understand. You're too white. I'm too white. <laughs> That's
1: been the problem all along. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think this is a good buy? Is $30 oh, more? sorry. Sorry. I'm the, now I'm the racist one. <laughs> uh, Black pink <laughs> is K pop. Um, do you think this is a good buy? Is $30 more than a normal uh, base six from Squire in a limited edition color? Mm-hmm. And you will not get it for at least six months.
0: I mean, if you really want that color, then yeah, it's, it's a fine buy. I think it's, I think we're worth waiting for Like it's a one-off color. I mean, um, and it's, it's 30 bucks. It's not, do you remember? Okay. Do you remember, cause I aren't Pepperidge Farms remembers. Um, and they're, they're not this way now, right now, the Squire classic vibe basics in black is 499 at guitar center. And in three in three color sunbursts, they don't call it. three, I guess they're not tones anymore. They're colors. Right, right. Uh, it's four ninety nine at Musician's Friend. But do you remember, like back in the day, when uh, sunbursts were always like thirty to fifty dollars more than yeah. solids? Yeah. So this is to me, this is kind of like that same thing. It's not a. It's not a. You know what? This thirty dollars is. It's what Fender's is paying Chicago Music Exchange. To sell
1: this, like it's it's the artist cut, right, right. Um That's and, probably exactly what it is. That is the extra cut that Chicago yeah. and Andertons gets and, off and, of this. And
0: so I guess my take is is if this shade and and they did the headstock, which is cool. If this shade is and and the headstock, I, I I'll say the headstocks. Pro, it's a little extra work.
1: If this to, was to like do the headstock. if this was Surf Pearl, mm-hmm. I'd probably buy it. If it was. Like graffiti yellow, I'd probably buy it. Just not, just not. You don't want another shell pink. I think it's the pink. I think it is neat to have a different color than the black and the sunburst, which are yeah. arguably boring colors. I think there's a white one too. If it was, I'd get the. Is sunburst. there a white I'll one? you? I think I'd get a white one. There, I, I'm pretty sure there used to be a white. I've played the white one. If there was, you know, like a, a normal seafoam green, I'd probably be all about it. Um, I mean, if there was any color, kind of heavy metal flake you know somebody's got a seafoam green i wonder if it's a refund i don't know but this is an article by michael james adams (laughs) of course
0: it is mmguitarbar.wordpress.com if
1: anyone is going to talk me into buying one of these things it's going to be mike mike if you're listening and you feel the need to talk me into this (gasps) then you know how to you know how to hit me up um this
0: uh i believe this surf green whatever is that surf green color uh Base six is actually the Paul Frank custom
1: um, and Mike's is the black one. I don't know. Now I feel now I'm feeling iffy about this. Maybe I do. I, but the problem is every guitar that I see on the internet, I'm like, Oh, maybe I, need, maybe I need I, that. So Laura
0: was going before is, is I realized <sighs> that this isn't a production color for this guitar, but it is a production color for other current models. Or at least recent current models like right. the Cyclone, um, which is where I think the previous—I um, don't know if it was an Andertons exclusive or if it was—but uh, it's was the Danish Pete Squire that was in that purple sparkle, right? Where it's like I don't think there was another guitar in the entire Squire lineup that had that color, right? Like those are the kinds of exclusive. Like if this was like, you know, Sherwood Green Metallic, like that would have been. That would be pretty cool That slick. would be pretty cool. Yeah. And again, it's a it's a color that doesn't exist. Right. Like I want I want colors that aren't that you can't get on any production.
1: Like before. if this was that that color of the new Squires that are coming out this like that blue burst. Mm-hmm. That would be hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be all about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, even a white one like you mentioned, white with like a a flamey tort pickguard, mm-hmm. I'd be all about that. This episode's brought to you by
0: Paris Hill, Hilton's Conversations Podcast. That's hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We should do a sponsor
1: now. Yeah, let's do a sponsor. Let's do the this new sponsor. Sp-
0: sponsor. Uh, this week's episode actually is sponsored by uh, the Lead Guitar Toolkit. Uh, Lead Guitar Toolkit is an app suite. It's four apps. It's four okay. apps. Oh. <laughs> that was the end of. So they've got this first app that I'm pulling up. It's called Guitarlick Master, where you can learn... Uh, I don't know what this is. Let's see what this sounds like. This is called Ender Bender.
1: It's got all, uh, it's got tabs on it and stuff. The one I've been messing around with a lot is uh, uh, the Drum Beats app. Oh, yeah. Let's pull that one up. Which is, it's got hundreds of drum beats in it. And one of my favorite things, it has a little dice button here. You hit the dice button and it just like randomizes and picks a beat for you and just starts playing it I like to hook up my uh my uh my Fender micro uh mini headphone amp thing and it pairs to my phone over Bluetooth and I just play drum beats and just jam to it you want you want to hit that dice let's see what we get jazz swing There's also an app called Jam Tracks, which has drums and guitar and bass. It's like a full band. You can jam, jam along. Oh, can't talk. Jam along to. You can select different genres of music in different keys, major or minor, mm-hmm. and it's just fun to mess around with. It's got chord charts. Oh, no, it's got uh, the chords that are used in each song. It's got the scales that are used in each song. they It's a really fun little suite. Of uh, apps that you can practice with that you can learn from. There's one that covers uh, more traditional lessons with modes and stuff like that called modal buddy. And this isn't an app, by the way, that's made by some app farm. In some country you've never heard of, and you'd never be able to contact them and stuff. It's made by two brothers in Rhode Island. Is they're brothers. They're brothers. I never is, saw a last name for Ron. Is but my understanding anyway. Um, Rick and Ron are. Yeah, they're a couple guys out on the uh, East Coast, and they're the ones recording all this stuff. They're a drummer and guitarist. Yeah, team of brothers making these apps together, mm-hmm. recording the drum parts, recording the guitar parts, and putting them together in a way that's useful as like a practice sort of scenario. And I think I, I would le- legitimately been enjoying them. I, yeah. I, ever since I got the Mustang micro, I sit on the couch at night with headphones. And while the family's watching, you know, TV, I sit there and I jam and I practice. I don't know if I've gotten any better at all. You haven't, <laughs> but I am having fun and I do feel like I'm learning things. Yeah. And it's cool to have it,
0: uh, the way that this is it. And, and, um, you know, you can just throw on some headphones, and maybe you don't plug it, or like you said, you can run it through a Bluetooth or whatever, or you run it through your right. your Bluetooth amp. Yeah, you, you have, have one of those. You
1: have an amp that has an aux in. You can run it in there. You yeah. Know, you can run it into your computer, like if you have a, an aux in on your computer. Anything that you can run your your uh your your smart device into with audio, you can amplify this yeah. stuff with. Anyway, oh, uh, also so- it all runs independently. Like you you you're running it on your app on your app. Then you jump over to GarageBand. You can record yourself jamming while, you know, like that backing track is playing. <laughs> oh, it will not uh
0: drum master and lick master. It won't lick master and drum beats at the same time. But it will jam track and drum beats at the same time. <laughs> I got to stop. Guys, go to leadguitartoolkit.com slash 60 cycle uh it will take you straight to the uh the app store
1: yeah and they've sponsored the next four episodes so you're gonna hear about this again <laughs> hopefully it sounds cleaner next time we talk about it yeah we'll we'll be practical <laughs> by the fourth time we'll be well practiced and we'll know exactly what to say you about these apps but i am legitimately stoked on these apps yeah. i've been using them i think it's 15 bucks for all four Which is a pretty good deal. I think it's not bad. I think it's it's five bucks each. So you save five bucks if you get Mm. all four. You get the bundle, and it sounds like they're continuing to develop uh, new content for it all the time. Like the the drum one has hundreds of beats in it. Yeah, and stuff that it's got songs. It's got styles. It's got rudimentary like basic stuff. Like oh, here's a four on the floor beat with. Mm with a bass drum, you know, like it's got all sorts of stuff in there that you can mess around with. So yeah, I'm stoked on it. So thanks for sponsoring the show guys. Uh, what's next. What's new, Ryan. Oh, what's new. Oh man. What is new? I got that Ert guitar in.
0: Yeah. I got to play it. And, uh, let me tell you that guitar will change your life. (laughs) I have never played a better guitar. And I mean, I've played like Tyler, Sir, yeah. Tom Anderson, Steve God
1: over here, Fender Custom Shop. He picked it up. He ran right out the door with it. He took it to his tech. His tech said, "I have, I have, I've played six thousand dollar guitars, and this is better than yeah. those guitars."
0: Um, I would easily put this guitar up against like, um, like a a ten thousand dollar D'Angelico jazz box. You're gonna get very <laughs> similar tones. <laughs> Um, well, basically killed like, this is better than the silver sky. John Mayer, probably this is going to be his next signature guitar. Oh my gosh. Almost we're, guaranteed.
1: Steve, almost guaranteed. Are we being too facetious or not facetious enough?
0: Um, it's a really good guitar for what it is. It's, I, it's
1: a $200 I, guitar and you can play it.
0: It's, and I don't mean that like, it's a great guitar for the money. Like I was, um, It's, it's, uh, I think everything you said about it is right, basically. Like it's got some quirks to it. You know what I have, I didn't say this to you earlier. You know what this guitar makes me think of? What does it make you Um, think of Steve? It makes me think of if you took the parts off of like five high-end guitar brands and you dumped them all in a bucket, like this is what would come out.
1: But then like the, you threw the bucket at a. At $175 guitar. Sure. So it's like, it's
0: like like the tuners, I like the tuners felt good. The bridge is the
1: bridges, like maybe
0: it feels like at least Wilkinson grade. That's not well, a knock. It's, it's, it's
1: kinda it is. It kind of it feels like the bridge might be like Frankenstein from a few different models of bridge. Like the saddles yeah. don't match the bridge plate, which doesn't match the block. Like, it seems like a hybrid of things. Yeah. The knobs that came on it were, like, the cheapest plastic I've ever seen on knobs in my life. Which Some, is like
0: Someone threw that out there, like, oh, like, I can't believe, like, you bought this thing and your criticism is the knobs. They were bad. Yeah. They were like, I made these in my spare time. With my 3D printer. They were no, the wish what, dot
1: com version of a stratnog. That's what they are. That's exactly a, a perfect description. And then this pit guard. Like the camera cannot pick it up. It is so green. It is like glow in the dark green. <laughs> but at its core, like after I've done a setup on this guitar, I think it actually plays really fun. It's got a like a bright and twangy sort of sound of the pickups. Yeah, I didn't plug it in. I, I'm just saying from a playing perspective, it's got its
0: quirks, but I think for two hundred bucks, it's fine. I would also say like as a maybe as a traditionalist of sorts, and as a person who definitely plays with their eyes sometimes more than you know their hands, uh, I'd probably rather own a Squire nine times out of ten. But you know that if that's not you. The thing I was, you're a better
1: person than me. The thing I was thinking about it recently is that it is the Carl's Jr. slash Hardy's six dollar burger of guitars, where they come out with this fast food hamburger, like oh, we're calling it the six dollar burger because it's in the style of it's ma- it's made to make you think about sit down restaurant right. thick patty burgers, but then you actually get it and you try it and you're like yeah, it's got a thick patty. Yeah, like visually, I see that they're trying to do like a sit down restaurant style burger, but you take a bite of it and you're like, this is still fast food hamburger meat, mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. fast food hamburger bun. I, I'm still tasting a fast food hamburger. The proportions are just different. Like yeah. it is still a budget guitar in its soul, but it is trying to present as you like a like a sir or a Tom Anderson yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That is trying really hard to do those things, but it still has that fast food flavor. It's it's really it, you really can't understand it until you are in the same room with it because I, I on, cam- like, yeah. on camera it can look fine. When you read the specs and you're like it this sounds great. And it is fun to play, but there's something about it that when you're in the same physical space with it, like you can sense that something's off. It's, it's, a, th- it's an uncanny Valley guitar. It is. It is an uncanny that's Valley a, thing. That's
0: a really good description. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too, um, but I've been having fun playing with it. Gosh, that pick is freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> and every single plastic piece on it is a different color. Hey. The, the pickups are a different color. Is, there's your pickguard material Oh right my there. gosh. <laughs> the pickguard is a different color than the pickups, which are a different color than the knobs, which is a different color than the switch tips, which is a different color than the trim arms the tip. wiggle stick tip. <laughs> oh my gosh. It really truly feels like a parts bucket guitar yeah. that happens to play and feel better than the price, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that many YouTube channels are hyping it to be. It is it is truly a fun guitar in a really odd way. I'll say that. I'm excited to uh, to do more coverage of it. I'm actually working on um, on the next evolution of the Affordaboard board series concept of videos. I'm I'm going to try to do an Afforda Strat <sighs> series, and I'm going to get other two hundred dollars Strat style guitars in to shoot out against that guitar. And how many are there? Ert, Ivy. Um, I mean, there's the Donners and the Glaries and stuff like that. You're going to get another Glary, huh? I'd rather not. I got that <laughs> Glary Telecaster. I'd rather not get another Glary because I already know what it's going to be like. But uh, if you guys Mah- have like a model in mind, Mahar. I could even get, you know, like Harley Benton's and, yeah. you know, Squire Affinities are like, like 230 or something like that. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of in the range. Um, I think, I think trying to hit within $50 north or south of 200 bucks, I think it's a good range to try to compare. And maybe I can find one that's better than the ERT. Maybe they'll all be worse. And that will confirm that the ERT is the best in class or something like that. But I'm, uh, I'm talking to a a potential sponsor to help make this happen. Uh, secret secrets. If it happens, it'll happen. But anyways, I'm excited to go that direction.
0: The secret sponsor is a budget guitar maker. They're going to win. That's how these things work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be completely objective and fair. A Fordistrat brought to you by Tomans Harley Benton. This guitar shootout is brought to you by Firefly.
0: And this week, we pin a Firefly against a a PRS. Let's
1: see who wins. Can you imagine if if I actually did that? People would be so angry. Oh, you should do it. The sponsor will not be a conflict of interest for the sake of the series. Oh, man. What's new with you, man?
0: Uh I had a thing and then I forgot it and then I found another thing.
1: Oh, well, what's the other thing? We don't need the backstory and on your then thinking I process. I forgot that too. Oh, damn it. So
0: I'm looking for I posted about it on the Discord. I am looking for a pedal board. Mm. And some people were just though now that we I found out there's a lumber shortage. Cause some people are like, well, dude, just go buy like a two by four and slap your pedals onto that. Yeah right. Uh, but that sounds like way more expensive that's than a sup- pedal train. That's super rich Steve territory. Going uh, to buying a, a two by four, Steve. Uh, so I'm trying to. I was actually looking at Amazon. It's almost. It's kind of overwhelming. There's that so many be like
1: super rich Steve things. There's thing. like so many import. You uh, go, pedal boards go. You now. should go buy a sheet of plywood, and then we'll film you burning it with gasoline. <laughs> like a, a plastic bag full of gasoline. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
0: um so you're looking for a pedal board i am looking for a pedal board i did get some suggestions but i forgot what they oh someone there's like a brand that um
1: is like what size are you looking for
0: i don't know um it sounds so dumb when i say it out loud but basically i have pedals that are off my current board and i like my current board so they just my headspace is if i Build another complete pedal board, like drive through modulation, then I'm probably more likely to say, okay, I'm going to take this board or I'm going to take this other board than I am to say, I'm going to take this board when I'm going to swap one pedal on it. Mm. That's just like my head space and how I tend to process stuff like that. So I'm kind of like, maybe I should just get a, a second pedal board and other people are saying like oh you should just get a like a someone sent me instructions to the gorm uh ikea build which i've done one of those before so i I just want like a a quick and easy solution i need to look at those amazon branded not it's not amazon branded but it's like uh, just these random chinese brands because i think some of them come with um, a lot of different accessories i just i need to i need to look a little closer if you've got a recommendation shoot me something in the in the comments Hmm. yep you want to hit this next ad? Yeah,
1: let's do it. This next ad was sent to us by uh, Joey Gambarelli. Mm. And it is for this really cool custom painted Jazzmaster style body. This, uh, this is a
0: solid alder JM style body probably routed in Canada by Tone Bomb. It's been finished with a magenta purple thumbprint. That's what they call it. Thumbprint design. This pattern took up about two miles of fine line tape and looks just stunning. It's actually magenta and purple translucent candy paint over a silver metal flake base. That's why you like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's lots of bling,
1: blingity, bling, bling, bling. I've been working on de-finishing and then potentially refinishing the supersonic. And when this popped up, I was like, "I, I really like that. I wouldn't mind doing the supersonic in that style. I also think it's really interesting that this sold is listed as sold on Reverb. Oh, um, it was listed at four hundred and thirty two dollars. And I, I really like that the pictures show that it's not perfect. And that gives me confidence. Not maybe necessarily to try to do this exactly, but to not feel bad. Like if I do biff it up quite a bit, because well, like you see, like there's paint chipping around the oh, edges. Okay. There's also this chip right here. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. like paint released. And like a lot of that that clear candy released as the tape was being pulled and stuff. Yeah. So it is showing that it's not 100% perfect. And someone still bought it for how do you, 400 something how bucks. How do you get the tape to to curve? There's tape that is flexible. It's just that flexible. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, I've got the supersonic body right here. Yeah. i completely stripped it already. Um, I, I did a test where I sprayed over the stock paint Mm -hmm. with candy spray paint that I have. And then I was like, "Ah, I don't really like this. It looks kind of cool, but I don't really like it. So then I started stripping all the paint off with a heat gun. And then after the fact, I realized that that candy paint comes off super duper easy with rubbing alcohol. Oh, no. You can see it just was wiping away in the body cavity. It's like I could have completely reset it and tried again with the candy paint. Instead of stripping it all the way down to wood. But I'm kind of excited to attack this thing and come up with, you know, one of the funky, awful looking things that I like to do. Is this all only heat gun? To- yeah, so it's all heat gun.
0: Man, that's so when I heat gun, I couldn't get my paint out of here. It was so tricky. I, I got to go back in with oh, the Oh, I sander. did sand this. I did. There was oh, okay. a sand. That's what I was saying. Did you sand? But I, no,
1: but I didn't sand, sand away paint. I was sanding right. away the clear layer underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it had a veneer on both sides. Hmm. I was able to uh, heat scrape away the veneer all the way on the top, but there's quite a bit left on the back. Hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how perfectionist I want to get. Like, clearly, I'm not a perfectionist at all. Like, if I end up doing something kind of textural on this, I don't think I'm going to worry about it. Part of me is thinking about doing the nail polishing again. Mm. Because I was actually admiring that finish on my Strat the other day. I don't know. Anyway. I might have ruined, I per ruined a perfectly fine guitar. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, I'm having fun, though. But I really like this design. Like, this is... Really, really fun. I love the colors. I love the line work. Mm-hmm. I love the flow of it. Like, I want to see Fender put out guitars like this. Like that would be expensive, I'm sure. Yeah. Fender custom shop. But man, that is fun.
0: Right, Ryan Burke. You know what? Rick Beato just got a signature guitar. Come on,
1: Fender. Where's yeah. Where's that
0: Ryan Burke signature guitar? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I'd have to have a lot more viewers for that to happen. How many viewers does he have? Millions? Does he even sell gear? He sells a book.
0: That's not a gear. That's not a gear?
1: <laughs> well, he's selling a signature guitar, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what do you think? 400-something bucks for this body. You think that's worth it, despite the little flaws and stuff that are built I think built the flaws
0: it? are fine. Uh, I mean,
1: 400 bucks for a body is always tough, but... I mean uh, normally like just a, a a regular body is like 200 something right like if you get a yeah i mean a, nor- a fairly this, normal finish on it and this is a pretty pretty complicated i feel like
0: yeah. pretty complicated finish to do
1: even though it's not perfect i feel like if i was if i was gearing up to build a parts jazzmaster and this was on reverb i might have pulled the trigger on this well and here's what here's the thing right
0: like you say like it, oh it doesn't it's not perfect but Most of the places where the paint's flaking away are underneath the pig card. That's true. Or they're underneath the, the trim. Also, I would vibrato even though I love
1: this finish, I'd still be totally fine with it. Picking up relic over time. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'm saying,
0: Ryan. There's this whole thing about like, is it vibrato or tremolo? I want somebody to come out with a product called the, uh, Trembrado, and I want another company to come up with one called the uh, Vibralo. The Vibralo. <laughs> <Vibrelo. laughs> All it's right, sushi. man. That that uh Al Pastor is coming back up. Mm-hmm. Uh hmm the other sponsors or the next topic? Let's talk about some sponsors. All right. This episode is also brought to you by Chaseless Audio, makers of the dark world. If you want a pedal that's more creative than you are, head on over to chaselessaudio.com where for as little as some amount of money. You can get this pedal, the Dark World, but not this pedal. You can get your own. Get your own. Get your own. ChaseBlissAudio.com. This pedal, this pedal show, this podcast is also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. You know, people keep telling me, you guys advertise for Big Ear Pedals, but when I go to their website, there's nothing there. And that's true. But uh, you can go look for dealers. Some dealers still have some of their pedals in stock. You can buy them there. That helps them out. Or just get on the mailing list, follow them on social media, Big Ear Pedals, and then you'll know when the next batch of, I don't know, the Albi, the uh, multi the multi The modulation, multi-effect. The uh, words <laughs> effect,
1: Big Go check it out. Do you think they're sold out of stuff because of us, Steve? Should we take the blame? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Abs- that's why. That is why. It's not because of whatever issues are plaguing the entire industry right now with sourcing parts. It's because yeah. we have been talking about them and making them so popular. So huge thanks to Big Ear and Chase Bliss for once again sponsoring the show and making this possible. All right, next topic was asked by Jordan Carroll through the Facebook group. How do y'all practice currently, and how did you in the past? What worked best for you? Y'all talking about practice? (laughs) So what? what, Y'all come out here talking to me about practice? uh, Don't get him started. Practice. This old joke is years old at this point. Probably like like six or seven years old now. It's like it's. I think it's almost twenty years old. Oh my God, Steve! Why are why are you still living in the past with this meme?
0: Let's let's talk about the game.
1: Oh my gosh. Shut up.
0: Um, How do I practice now? The answer to that is I
1: don't. But how, what I want to know is how did you practice to learn when you were starting? Like at some point you hunkered down and you learned things and you were practicing guitar and bass to learn the things that you know now. What was that process like?
0: Um, When I first started playing guitar, I legitimately probably played for, at least an hour a day, mm. if not more, um, and sometimes I would just find time—ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Uh, I had, I had a binder that I would like just print. Was off. it full of women? Yes. No. <laughs> it was full of chord charts and tabs.
1: Oh, that sounds more useful.
0: <laughs> and I would honestly. print. I would print them out and, off of the internet. And three hole punch them and put them in this binder, and it was just full of it. And I would like flip through, and I would just like sometimes I'd just pick up in the morning and play like one song out of this book for like the length of the song. And that would, I would, and that was like first thing I get up, eat breakfast, and I'm like waiting like, for my parents to give me a ride to school. So I'd be like, oh, I have time to play one song, and then I'd come home and play an, a different song, or maybe the same song, I don't know. Uh, but I would probably, I would. Like I said, I would probably play for a good couple of years. I probably played like different songs for, I don't know, half an hour, an hour, two hours a day.
1: Yeah, I think that mirrors what I would do. Like guess it's, it's that thing like if you fall in love with it, then you just want to play. And so you play a lot. And when you're a teenager, you don't have a ton to do. Yeah. You're sitting around bored a lot, especially when we were teenagers and there wasn't that much to do on the Internet but you could go and you could get tabs that were somewhat close to suggestively correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little a little harder than it is now to find correct information, but you could get most of the way with like the crowdsourced tabs that were out there. And I spent a lot of time just looking up tabs, learning the little riffs from, you know, like TV show themes and stuff like that and whatever songs I knew from the radio and just sit there and just try to play stuff that Basically, I wanted, I was trying to play songs that I wanted to listen to Mm. because there wasn't a way to download the songs. (laughs) There wasn't a way to get those songs uh, besides just downloading like MIDI chiptune versions of songs. Oh my gosh. So it's kind of like this self entertainment thing like, oh, I want to hear this guitar riff. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to learn how to play it from memory eh, with help from this very sketchy tab. (laughs) One thing I remember doing. And I think I need to get back into it. Um, I used to print off these blank fretboard charts that I put together. Huh. And I would sit there and I would, I had a vague idea of what scales were. Right. I knew that if you f- had knew the scale to a song, then it would just translate across the entire fretboard. So I would sit there and I'd figure out which notes worked in a song that I was listening to on the radio or a CD or something like that. And I would chart them out. And then I would go across the rest of the fretboard chart and find that same note across the whole fretboard and then fill out the whole thing. And I was basically making scale charts for myself, right? trying to figure out how does this song work? How do I, how do I find the parts that I'm not able to find hmm. if I chart out all the notes that I know fit in this? I probably got pretty close a lot of the time. I know I missed a lot of stuff doing that. Yeah. But I think that was a fun exercise, and I think that's probably something I should probably get back into these days. I am practicing these days, right? Despite what people think, because I'm not getting better at guitar. In fact, I might be getting worse, (laughs) but I have been practicing and I've been trying to get into a little bit more theory than I've ever gotten into. Like lately I've been focusing on, um, thinking in, in thirds. Like I'm always trying to like, think of like, where is the third to this note that I'm playing right now? and trying to find the muscle memory and just like mm. the, the shapes to immediately identify like where the third would be. Like and it's easy like if you're doing it like power chord style like the third right. relative to the note that I'm playing right now, but it's a lot harder if I'm like where's the third relative to the scale that I'm playing right now. And it feels kind of out of my intellectual depth a lot of the time, but it's been kind of challenging and fun. So that's, that's what, what I've been thing. doing right now. I just need to break
0: out of, and I've you know for years is like I've always kind of just been a chord person, right? Like, and it's that's another well, anyway. I want to get off the uh, you know I've just always been like a chords person, so my like ability to play single notes uh, just is not great. Mm. Um, so I mean that's a thing I'd like to work on, but a lot of the times like my I wouldn't even say, like, I practice now. I just, like, oh, I have five minutes to pull a guitar down off the wall. And I'll just sit there and, like, play the D chord in, like, eight different positions. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done. <laughs> this is a D. This is Steve, this an
1: F sharp. This st- is a. Steve sits down. This is a G. He plays all the D chords he can find. He wipes the sweat from his brow He's like, I've done it.
0: Usually by the time, like I've done that for like two or three minutes, one of my kids runs upstairs and is like, what are you doing?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I cannot play guitar when my kids are awake in the house. Like I can do it here in the garage. I can't do it in the house because if they see me using my hands in any way, like they have to interrupt it. Right. Like I think it's a biological imperative that they have to interrupt the use of my hands no matter what i'm doing. Well, like if i'm th- cook if i if i'm touching raw chicken and i'm holding it in my hands, like in that moment they need me to do something with my hands for them. Like there's no waiting for it. Right. But then like for me when i get home,
0: so finally i get home, finally i get home. Like if finally. when i get home and the kids finally go to bed, i'm like, "Oh man, i just want i'm going to play guitar." Then so i pull the guitar off downstairs and then my wife's like, been listening to the kids make noise all day. Please stop making noise.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, there's nothing like it's true. It's yeah. true. We need to get you one of the headphone plug things. I'm really liking. No, the, like the even Micro. just the
0: sound of oh, the, okay. the strings and stuff. And it's also like, cause I've tried to play the, um, the Eastwood bass, uh-huh. that semi hollow bass, and I'll be upstairs playing it. And it's too
1: damn loud, and
0: and I'm unplugged, and I'm just playing it. But because it's got enough acoustic sound going, and it's late at night, and I have neighbors, like I'm, yeah, right. I have you know neighbors on the other side of a wall, so
1: it's like can't really do a lot with that. I don't know how my neighbors put up with me in here. Like I recorded a pedal demo for like an hour and a half today. And a lot of that was just me playing the same part over and over again, trying to get mm-hmm. it right. Like the neighbors to either side across the street from me must be sick of hearing me and my sloppy noodles all day. I know I'd be sick of it. Well, you
0: just got this one neighbor over here cause the guy across the street's also a musician. There are other neighbors.
1: No, those people moved. Oh, the music, the music people moved across the street. Yeah. Oh, There's some boring. kids over there that played and they're gone now. Yeah. Bummer. Right. Oh, Although I kind of worried like, Teenagers across the street playing guitar. If they know what I have, they're gonna to try to rob me. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> you just leave out uh You just leave out at one of the affordable board bins as like <laughs> as like
1: a peace offering. Right, right. Take like this. <laughs> All right, should we hit this last ad and get no, out let's of do here? Do some housekeeping. Housekeeping is a.
0: Uh, we want to thank at the. Uh, it was like a four. Euro and 55 sub. What do they call coins in Euro? I mean, they have euro. are they cents? I don't know. Euros and cents. I don't know. Anyway, uh, tomi alamo i think it's basically the equivalent to five dollars u.s so thanks thank you uh and Spaghetti butler Spaghetti butler paid for a whole year oh nice at the five dollar level so thanks for that um if you want to support the show head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast where for as little as one dollar a month you can uh contribute to us and this stupid internet world that we're creating (laughs) uh you want to hit this last ad let's hit this last ad. this was sent by jason clark this is uh musical chairs oh we're doing the chairs state of the art chair collection four pieces for both musical performer and audience
1: (laughs) it is five (laughs) hundred dollars four chairs I'm not sure one of them's even a chair. No, I see it. Now, it is two matching plexiglass acrylic chairs. Okay. But then the other two chairs, one is a piano bench and one is a drum throne. throne. Yeah, I was going to say, there's actually only two chairs here.
0: There are two chairs, a bench and a throne. Right. Slash stool. I guess it's a throne. Okay.
1: I don't know about the value of those acrylic chairs, but they look like the sort of thing you would pick up at a really tacky like uh furniture store for like 75 bucks each. I, you know, I believe that there's really nice drum thrones and piano benches out there that cost big money. I don't think these are it. No, that's a, that's a nicer throne. You think that's a nice throne? It's a nicer throne. I can't tell the brand on it. It's uh. and this picture is so shady that I can't, figure out why you would think it's nicer than any other throne because it's a throne that actually is a shape it's not just the stool oh, okay so it's not circle it has like that tractor seat shape to it yeah yeah but then exactly. that piano bench is short it's not like a full-size oh, that's piano a bench. weird piano bench that looks like a cheap piano bitch to me did you just say piano bitch that's a cheap piano bitch <laughs> I did not mean to say that, but it is funny to say now that you pointed it out. Sing me a song. <laughs> <you piano bitch>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel, at, uh, Billy Joel's, uh, uh the
1: alternate club, alternative club. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't get this to load. Why does this ad exist? Like, there's nothing to say about this. Don't pay $500 for these musical chairs. Like, if you're going to get musical chairs, just get folding chairs and do the thing where you and your friends go around and around them. Yeah. Anyway, I was just going to say, I think this is like a, maybe like a $100 drum throne. Maybe this, maybe they're not selling the chairs. They're saying, pay me $500 and I'm hosting professional musical chairs tournaments. Oh, it's a sports thing. Well, it's state-of-the-art, so... Right, no, it's a state-of-the-art sports thing. Like, it's gonna be in an arena with, like, pyrotechnics and a scoreboard and referees and everything like that.
0: Oh, it's a rock and Sock Nitro Black Throne. It's actually a $210 throne. So that is, like, a price... That's the brand, is rock and Sock.
1: I don't think those other three chairs equal out to 100 bucks each, though. No, they don't. I, they gotta price this out. They gotta be, like, 150 for the drum throne. They gotta be, like... 25 for that piano bench and probably fifty bucks each for the plexiglass chairs. Yeah. yeah. That's my guess, anyways. That's like Craigslist move it prices, if you're lucky. All right. Tell us about the song, Steve. Hold on, I gotta show you this picture. Show me a picture. See, see yeah, that there it is. that logo? I see the logo on the drums. All
0: right. This song was sent by Matt Chapin. Uh I don't know. He sent me a bunch of emails. <laughs>
1: Well, you told him, I did. you told everyone, like, I if did. we haven't played your song, send it again. I and did he, he sent that. it over and over and over I did again. do that. So you asked for that,
0: Steve. You deserve uh, that. That's
1: true. I did do that.
0: He says, I remember a while back, Steve said that the best way to get your attention for music submission is to absolutely spam you with emails. I'm going to give that a try. I hope it's not too annoying. He sent like five emails or six emails, uh, like one a day. He I says,
1: support this behavior. My
0: band is called Dialogue, and we're based out of Saint Louis Mo. This song is from an EP we recorded at Lighthouse Sounds in Alton, Illinois. We used an Ibanez Telly style guitar and an AO Jazz Master. Uh both recorded through a Mills custom head, but the Ibanez was through a 2x12 cab and the was through a 2x15. Really pleased with how it turned out the song is called Octopus Tattoo. And I'm gonna find it it's right here and I'm pushing play now. Oh,
1: fun. I was getting like a uh, she's out back counting stars. That's who I was trying. The yeah. whole time I was like, what does this remind me of? She um, missed a train to Mars. She's out back counting yeah.
0: stars. Like that song. Yeah. Hum. Hum. We listened to that album. That was one of our albums. Oh, yeah, we did. I forgot about that. That
1: was forever ago. Yep. Yeah. Cool song. Glad you sent it five times. Yeah, I liked it. Bye, everybody. Send more. Stay grounded. See ya.